Hi. Here we go. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello. Happy Monday, May 9th, 2011. I hope everybody had a wonderful Mother's Day yesterday. You are listening to Beyond the Gate Radio. I'm your host, David M. Baker, and my lovely wife and angel is a co-host, Sherelle Baker. Sherelle, how are you doing tonight? Great, thank you. Thank you. I'm doing great. I am excited about today's show, and I am glad that the wind has died down a little bit, so it's not as windy today. That's right. We had to turn off the wind so we can have a clear show. But, you know, what can you say? You've got to have a sense of humor. So we have a special, extra special guest on the show tonight for you. I see the chat room is just probably filled to capacity. We only have a half hour with our special guest tonight, so to give her a chance to talk, we will not be taking uh, any calls tonight, and we appreciate that. However, feel free to chat with each other in the chat room. I'm going to read a little bit about our fabulous guest, even though it's not necessary, because everybody knows Lisa Williams, but I just want to say a little bit about her and talk about her books, and then we'll bring her right on. She states from a website that when I was a little girl... I discovered I had a gift, communicating with those who are no longer with us. Some people say what I do is scary. Other people say I change their lives. I just say what I hear and I see, and I see a lot. My personal spiritual journey has been an exciting and rewarding one. I had to go through many life-changing experiences to understand what my calling was in life. I am now able to share my gifts with you through large audience readings and my new TV show, Lisa Williams, Voices from the Other Side, and also Lisa Williams, Life Among the Dead. My journey is far from being over, and I would like to share my journey with you all. With that said, she is also the author of Life Among the Dead, her first book published in 2008, which not only have I read, our whole family did, because we're all fans of Lisa. And that book is basically her bio and tells you how she got to where she is now. And now her new book, which is a very exciting book, The Survival of the Soul, just recently published. And of course, you know we have all those editions too. So we're going to talk about 
that tonight and anything else Lisa wishes to share. So without further ado, Lisa, welcome to Beyond the Gate Radio Show. Thank you, David. Thank you so much. And it's great to be here. Yes, isn't it wonderful? Thank you for uh, sharing your time with us uh, this evening. And everybody is anxious to hear you. As you heard, the chat room is totally full, and I'm sure there's lots and lots of listeners out there in Radio Land listening as well. <laughs> you know, I love it. I love it when people chat between themselves. That, you know, it's amazing what they talk about, and I always find that there's some interesting conversations going on. Whether we know, you know, not that I know what they're talking about, but it's like I just love how they all interact. So it's great to find that little community. It certainly is. You know, people just love to talk, and they have something very interesting to talk about tonight, which is really wonderful. So. During your life, you were on the journey. We are all on different types of journeys. And I, myself, as a medium, had a similar path, but not exact as yours, so I understand that. I remember you uh, at the uh, San Francisco New Living Expo. I had a booth there, and we closed it to go listen to your lecture. And one thing struck me in your lecture, and I know I may be jumping ahead a little bit, is when you were telling us that you know, you went through a lot of stuff in your life, and you mentioned something about all light workers seem to be, go through a, a lot of difficult, very difficult times in their lives, and then later on they are waking up to the gift and start using it. Could you explain, perhaps, from your point of view, why is that so? Why do we have to go through all these tough times to become a light worker to help other people? You know, um, I this is my belief. It may not be everybody's, but this is my understanding of it, is the fact that we, we have to have life lessons. We have challenges, and that was just a word that I was given for some reason, but we have challenges that we have to um, overcome, and we have to walk that pathway and really search and understand what life is about, understand maybe the difficulties in relationships, the tough times, the good times. And I think what happens is once we can understand them and we can understand what many people are going through, that's when we can help other people on their journey. And, you know, it's for instance, you know, you you can get somebody who is an amazing medium who can communicate with those who have passed away but maybe doesn't understand the meaning of life or maybe not have had those life lessons. And, you know, I do believe that Spirit has put in my pathway many challenges, many things that I've had to go through to really teach me to understand people and also their needs, to help me to guide people, to help me to teach people, to help me to really, you know, connect with those people. So I do believe that that's one of the biggest reasons why us, you know, doing what we do, have been set with the challenges ahead. That makes total sense. And how else could you become a, a passionate teacher or, or passionate about really helping people unless you've went through something yourself? So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. And after all, just not heaven. <laughs> this yeah, is earth, exactly. so we're here in school. Uh-huh. And you and had a... This is, I really believe it. You know, uh, if everything was perfect, why come here when I stay up in heaven where everything is fine? We wouldn't yep. gain anything because we're evolving. Yes. Well, you had a near-death experience that really uh, made, that was a major 
pivotal point in your life when you were in Los Angeles and you wanted to go back to to England and you know something happened that caused you to be stuck in a hospital so you were there and I think it's part of your destiny and you met somebody at the hospital whom you gave a reading to who happened to know Merv Griffin and she introduced you to him and things started going from there also the near death experience has a lot to do with the book that you hadn't written, even thought about writing back then, and you've had uh, your guides, for example, help you out. You have uh, Ben as your master guide, and you have uh, Josiah and Lucinda, or some of your guides. And I was amazed that when I read your book, The Survival of the Soul, me being an author myself and a medium, you know, you never know everything. And I learned a lot of uh, things from your book. It cleared up a lot of uh, things that I really didn't understand. And I was reading very closely what the what your words were and what your guides had told you. And I found that to be very profound. And I want people to know that if they read your book, they're not to worry about what happens after death. It's really all explained in your book right there. You know, it was a, it was an interesting process, and I think the reason why I wrote that book was um, from years and years and years of experience of people wanting readings and needing guidance. The one question that I keep getting asked, or kept getting asked, was what happens when we die? And so, of course, there was no other way to explain it than in a book, and it was very, very important for me to explain it. and try to do it in such a simplistic way that people will get it. You know, they they would they wouldn't have to be baffled by science and baffled by long words and everything else. And I think I wrote it with that in mind. Um and you know, I really do hope that it's helped a lot of people. I really do. It I'm certain it does. And in addition to that, there's just so much new to talk about. But one of the frequent questions that we get here is about astral travel. People want to know if they really, you know, go anywhere in their dreams or do they just sleep? Do they ask to travel? And how come they received a call from a friend and said that they had a dream about her last night and explained a little bit about the circumstances? And then the friend said, well, I had the same dream last night. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very, very common. And all that's happening and I think it's important to, and you know, to get through to everybody who's listening, is that we are two separate. Um, I don't know whether you call it identities, entities, energies, but we have our body, which of course is the vessel that we're all sitting on or or moving around. But then there's also the soul, and the soul does leave the body, and it needs to leave the body. Uh, to allow the body to repair itself, um, to allow it to recover, to allow it to rest. While our soul doesn't necessarily need that that rest. Our soul is constantly learning, constantly active, wants to absorb. We're like a sponge. And what happens here is, you know, we're, we're, we're very much into it. We're like, oh, my God, what can we do? What can we learn? And so, therefore, we astrally travel and we connect. And we're connected by a silver cord that is normally from the solar plexus area, which is, you know, around um, the breastbone area, and a little bit lower than that. But it's, 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 you know, we're connected. 
And we we can go off and we can dream with people, we can meet our loved ones, we can meet our guides, we can learn our lessons, we can find out um, what we need to find out. So you know we can we can ask answer, you know ask questions about a problem that we may have. We can find a lot of things out. And then once we've done that, that's when we just get popped back into our body and we wake up. Um, but astral travel is something that we not always consciously remember and you know people say oh i don't go anywhere i'm just once i'm asleep i'm dead to the world and it's like no you do you go away and you you're you're off in your own little land you know you go you go and do what what you need to do so it's important for people to realize that i i totally understand and i suppose a lot of reasons why people, some people don't remember their dreams, perhaps they could train themselves to do that, but the soul is larger than the body, and when it goes back in the body, it's distorted, so it's kind of hard to remember but bits and pieces of the dreams. But as far as going out of the body, one time I remember I had something very important that was coming up at the end of the week, and I had no clue what to say, and I had a dream about going to my guides and talking, and then when that day came, I suddenly had an answer like, I forgot about the dream, but where did this answer come from? It's amazing. I could have never have thought that it was something important and it really helped me out. So I suppose that's just a small piece of why we astral travel. It really makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we we need to do it for our own soul. We need to, you know, we need to connect with other people. We need to connect with other like-minded people as well. So, yeah, it's it's good for us. It is. And you had some other stories uh, and the experiences and knowledge that you passed on to us. One of them is a lot of people are worried, well, if I'm going to die or did, you know, did my son, when he died in a car accident, did he you know, suffer a lot of pain in the accident when he died? And you explain that in your book. What do you say to that, Lisa? You know, um, it depends really on how that person died, but um i i understand what people go through people they want to know if they're going to meet that person their son and absolutely because they're part of your family they're part of your soul connection and so they'll be waiting for you um you know and be watching over you but also when if they have passed in a tragic accident for instance the soul will simply it knows when it's going to happen and our spirit guides have been preparing us for this and everything else, but the soul will get pulled away from our body in almost a nanosecond before the actual body takes the impact. And that's why a lot of people who, um, you know, maybe have been in tragic accidents and survived have actually said, I don't remember the accident. And that is because the soul has come out of the body the body took the impact and, you know, protected the soul because that's all the body's there for, is to protect the soul. And and therefore, then when it's ready, it gets pulled back in. But most of the time, the soul does not realize what's happened or realizes what's happened but doesn't take the impact. Uh, of course, you know, there are times, obviously, when you have a long, drawn-out process, maybe a long illness, that's a different matter. But normally the soul's like, 
please just let me go. I'm just quite happy just to go. I don't need this vessel anymore. And so it's important for people to realize that the soul needs to go when it has to go. So, you know, I hope that helps many people. I'm sure it does. There's a lot more going on there than people know, and they really shouldn't have to worry about because we're pretty much well taken care of. And when some people, let's say somebody is on their deathbed, Aunt B has been on her deathbed, and she's going to probably pass over in, in a day or two now. It's getting that close. And she starts saying, hey, I see my mother and father and my brother and my aunt and everybody in the room say, hey, there's nobody there. You know, you must be getting delirious because you're, you know, about to pass away. But I understand that that's not true. That's not necessarily true. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I've I've had it where a lot of people have said, you know, my mum was going a bit crazy. She was saying she was seeing my dad and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, no, she was. And the reason is, is the souls who are looking after the person who's about to pass are coming forward. They, they're like a team. They gather around. They support us. And they're like, okay, we're here. We, we're just waiting for you. We're just going to catch your soul. We're here to greet you. And so all these people that she is obviously seeing are those people that are waiting in line for her, you know, to greet her. Now, it also begs the question, well, how can she see them when they don't have a body? And it's a figment of their... Um, I don't want to say it's a figment of imagination, but it is, it's like they thought project, they project the image of what they used to look like into our dimension, into our world, and so therefore we can see them, because all it is is a thought process, it's just um, a pushing of that information out there, so yeah, I mean, there's nothing to worry about, we're guided and completely, um, you know, helped throughout the whole process. That makes a lot of sense. And if anybody wants to find out more detail about this, please read her book, The Survival of the Soul. It really gets in-depth, and it's really uh, it answers a lot of questions. Highly recommend it. Now, you said something about guided, which brings me to the next question, because I was going to mention guides. So do we all have guides? And if so, is it you know necessary to have guides? You know, we all do, and a lot of people say to me, well, if I have a guide, then why didn't it tell me to, why did I do this and where I should have really done that? And <laughs> that's when I say, you know what, sometimes you can listen to your guide, and sometimes you can't, you don't want to. Um, uh, but yeah, we all have a guide, and we choose our guide before we come to the earth plane, just like we choose our parents, uh, and we choose the situations and the life that we're leading. And so the guides are people who we trust and who have learned their lessons many, many times. And we say, you know, um, okay, you learned your lessons in this. I need to learn my lesson going back to the earth plane. Can you help me? And the master guide will absolutely help you throughout. And they will be there to support you. And you can always go and check in with them and say, okay, how am I doing? And you can do this at night. Um, am I on the right process? You know, Am I doing everything right? And they will help you to um, make sure that you're on track. And you have to listen to your instincts, your gut instincts, your intuition, to make sure that you, you, know, you really 
listen to them and 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 hear what they're saying. So, yeah, we all have them. We all have them. They're there to help us. I totally believe that. And when I first started hearing my guides, they would say something that I would never say. I couldn't think of that or use that word. And after a while, I kind of tested it. And sure enough, that was them <laughs> talking to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> it would almost sound like my voice, but it was very close. And they I found out they have a sense of humor, too. <laughs> oh, completely. Really and, you know, I would be surprised if someone said, my guide hasn't got a sense of humor, because I'm like, well, clearly you haven't got the right guide then, because they tend to mold with your personality and your sense of humor. And what is really, really important, and this may help people understand, is that when a guide speaks to you, they will speak, and you'll think you're hearing your own voice. But actually, it's just a slight tone higher or lower than your own voice. And that's when you're like, "Uh aha, that's my guide. So absolutely, you feel like you're going mad because you're talking to yourself, but it's your guide talking to you. I do believe that too, Lisa. I I laugh because I tell David that um, I said, "Didn't you didn't you notice that? Didn't you know that?" And he goes, "No, I didn't know it." I said, "Didn't you feel your guide smack you on the back of the neck and tell you to stop that and look it over here?" <laughs> and he would start laughing. He goes, "I thought I felt something." <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you know, we do even you know even us who work as mediums, we go, "Really? Was you know? Huh? Have I got to do that?" And is that my guide? And we still sometimes doubt ourselves. And, you know, I think it's yes. really important for people to realize that even though we are, you know, we work with spirits, sometimes we doubt what we're hearing. And it's very, very normal. Yes, I, I agree. I believe that. Now, if somebody, I get this in readings, I'm sure you do too. Now, if somebody asks you, well, oh, my ex-husband was very abusive to me, and when I go to heaven, will I have to see him or not? Is my feeling that one possibility is that perhaps when you go there, you know, you go through your process and everything, you realize that no harm meant it was just a lesson, perhaps? Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, you understand everything once again, and you remember why it happened, and everybody shakes hands and hugs, and everything's okay again. Am I right along those lines? Absolutely. And the thing is, it's like, um, you know, I use relationships because we've all been, we've all had a relationship, we've all probably been let down, we've all let someone else down. And what we have to understand is that it was our decision in life to be let down. And in being let down, there is a lesson in it. But also, it's a lesson for the other person. Now, when we let somebody else down and we let go of that relationship, while, yes, we may have hurt that person, we also have learned a lesson in that that um, process that we've gone through, but also they've learned a lesson. And, you know, it's important for people to understand that there are lessons in absolutely everything in life. And I think the only way I can liken it is imagine a child going to school Um, learning the lessons and having to do homework. So we know what the lesson is because we've we've got it in our subconscious mind. We know what it is before we come to the earth plane. We've just got to do the homework now and make sure we get it right. That makes a lot of sense. That, 
you know, I was reading something on the great spirit guide, Silver Birch, and when somebody asked him a question, why we go through all these difficulties, and he just said briefly that you must go through the raging storm to appreciate the spring. And you know what? Yeah. That really does make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's so true. It's so true. And none of us escapes difficulties. Uh, I hear people saying, well, the Rockefellers have no problems and this and that. You know, I tell people, you may not be able to see them, but we all have problems because we're all human. But we, right. if we learn from them, that's what really helps. And if we don't learn from them, we have an opportunity to come back and learn some more. Isn't that right? Absolutely. Through reincarnation? And I, absolutely. And I always say to people, you know, what you see on the outside is not always the image that we have on the inside. So, you know, you can't always think, oh, well, their their life is better than mine because we have this life. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, once we've, once we've done the life, if we're not happy or if we need to learn other lessons, we reincarnate, we come back, we do it all over again. Um, and it's important for people to understand that, that we can do this as many times over. And I know there's people going, oh, God, do I have to? Do I really have to do this again? (laughs) Because we've all done it. We're like, oh, no. But, you know, you don't have to do the same lesson. You can choose to do it in a slightly different way. And so many people think, why did I do it? Well, I always say to people, well, hold on, you chose it, so this is your thing. And so, yeah, it's we there are there is reincarnation completely, and you know we learn we learn on the afterlife when we cross over. We learn here. We just don't stop learning. We don't, and also listening to that voice, whether it be your higher self or your guides or something, is very important too. Uh, you don't have to be psychic to to pay attention to that feeling or something in your head and to prove it. You know, since I talk about this all the time, I don't think I'm cheating because I'm a medium, but on the way to uh, somewhere in San Francisco the other night, some cars had stopped and I had looked a split second and I don't, I don't know how I turned the car myself to not hit that other car. It was a close call. But it's as if somebody, you know, yanked the steering wheel and got me, I missed it by like an inch. But something in my head told me to look right away because I, I wasn't. And I looked right away and I almost hit the car, jerked the steering wheel. And I know that, you know, I could feel spirits around me helping me out. And I know I'm not crazy that I know that's authentic. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh no, honey, you're crazy, all right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> I can attest to that. But no, it. I think truly, also, um, like you said, honey, I don't think it was it was your guides and your it was your guides and your angels that were protecting you because you ask for protection on the way to work every night, and you know you ask your guides for help and guidance and. You know, I it's all a learning experience, just like you said, Lisa. It's all a learning experience, and if it's we look at it like you said, like a relationship, or like chocolate. You eat so much chocolate that you get sick, and you say, "Okay, next time I won't eat all that chocolate." And someone brings you another box of chocolate, and you just sit there and you eat it again, and you think, "Well, I keep doing this, but if you change your mind and only eat a few this time, have some for later, that's a learning." Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. I love the analogy of chocolate because I'm a chocoholic, so 
So yeah, I mean, everyone can relate <laughs> to it. Everyone can relate to that. <laughs> you know, we're having so much fun, but we're getting close to the time already. My God! But you know, Lisa Williams is going to be uh, on the Lisa Williams Show on Block Talk Radio, Survival of the Soul: What Happens When We Die, on uh, the 11th and on 5:17. She's going to have a Survival of the Soul book signing at Bodhi Tree in Los Angeles, California. And you have so much going on, Lisa. Is there anything else you want to tell us about what's up and coming? Well, you know, I have got a lot going on. Um, I'm doing a big um, event. Well, it's not a big event, actually. It's more of an intimate event. We're doing a hundred... a weekend for 100 people in Philadelphia where we're helping people understand the soul, what their soul is about, and helping them move on and make decisions. And it's called the I Believe Weekend that I'm doing with my partner. And it's it really is helping people move through blockages, get rid of negative patterns, and really connecting with who they are and finding, you know, finding living the life that they want to lead lead and so you know that's really important and then i'm going on tour again um i'm just about to launch on some online courses which will be launching on uh, wednesday um so i'll be launching that on wednesday on my i'll be announcing it on my radio show actually wednesday morning at nine o'clock and and so, yeah, there's a lot going on. I just say to people, go and visit lisawilliams.com and you'll find everything on there. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I just keep everything up to date on there. It's probably the, Even I go on there to find out what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking about that after looking at your website. I said, my God, she's got to go to her website to look to see what she's doing. And sure enough, you... You told us that is true. Yeah, <laughs> but you're so also true. an amazing. He- you're an amazing healer as well, and thank you know you. you just you just do so much for the world. That thank you for uh, being there for everybody, for writing your books and sharing your knowledge with all of us. We really love you and we really appreciate it. And thank you for what you're doing. Thank you. I I'm very very um, blessed to be able to do that, and I feel very honored that Spirit has chosen me to actually um, walk this pathway, and uh, I hope I'm doing it in the right way. So, you know, keep my fingers crossed. Well, I think millions of people around the earth aren't lying when they say that, yes, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Well, Lisa, it was a pleasure. Thank you for the generosity of your time to be on the show tonight. And uh, God bless you, and we'll be looking out for you at lisawilliams.com on TV and on the radio. Thank you, and Definitely. keep up the good work, and you know, um, ins- keep continuing to inspire people. So thank you so much. Our pleasure. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you, you right. so much, Take Lisa. Care. Have a wonderful You're night. Awesome. All right, so God bless. Bye bye. Bye. Well, folks, thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed our time with Lisa Williams tonight. She is awesome. We love her. And don't forget to get her book, her new book, The Survival of the Soul. It is also now available in softcover. It's available in hardcover and softcover on Amazon.com. And if you buy one from Amazon.com, go to her website, 
on her book page, and if you uh, enter the numbers from your order there, you have a chance of getting a free reading from Lisa. And please do give her a rating on Amazon.com. Thank you so much for uh, joining us tonight. These are the kind of shows that give me great pleasure to do. Next Sunday, May 15th, we're going to have Sandy on, the author of Butterfly Soul. So be sure to join us then. That show is going to be longer, and she's going to talk about a book, and she will do readings on the air. How exciting. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. God bless you, and see you next Sunday. And on Next Sunday. Yes. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Gate Radio. Have a great night.